It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Left corner three, Gordon Hayward is good. 25 for Gordon. Joe Johnson with his... Fifth assist of the night. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 20th of March. The Jazz fall in Chicago. Should have they rested their players in Cleveland? It's an epidemic crossing the NBA. What to be done about it? And how does it impact the culture of teams? We'll talk about the resting issue. Next, unlocked on jazz. Pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. So glad to have you with me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you that have left five stars on wherever it is, however you have, I cannot thank you enough. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I'm coming to you from a very very rainy and lightning and thunder downtown Indianapolis right now as things are uh, heating up here weather-wise a little bit. Uh, NCAA tournament was here this weekend, and we'll play Conseco Fieldhouse, which is now Banker's Life uh, today. All right, I want to talk about a bunch of the resting stuff uh, on today's show. I think it's a hot topic around the league. I'll share a story and then kind of get into it. Uh, what Adam Silver said about it. Good piece on USA Today about how his uh, take has changed over time, and and we'll talk about that uh, as well. So that's the plan for today's program, and then we'll look at kind of where the Jazz are uh, and what has to happen in the playoff race. Uh, we always start every single program. I think I said I'm David Locke, radio voice to Utah Jazz, all that stuff. I think you know who I am. Uh, we ooh, Another thunder outside with pins across the world. This is our fun little piece we do um, every Every day where you send in to me uh, a story about how it is you became a, hopefully an accurate one, sometimes not, uh, about where how you became a jazz fan uh, and what you uh, and where you are tuned into uh, from. And so we always like to get those. Uh, let's go to, uh, I think it is, uh, Leak, England. Uh, I took my first interest in the jazz when I used to go round to a friend's house and play NBA Jam in 1997. Um, we always would be Jordan and Pippen, and the only other two-man team that could stand up to them was Stockton Malone, so I would choose them. I went to Paris on holiday that year and bought a purple Malone 32 with the mountains. I still wear this jersey, and now it's become retro. My support for the jazz went... From there, and I followed them ever since, and my league pass credits go to jazz games, and I listen to all the content on weareutahjazz.com and 12 of the Zone. I've watched tip-off from the very beginning and hope you always keep the drum roll. Uh, perhaps get a sponsor for it. Oh, that might even be more than people could handle. Without your work, international fans wouldn't be able to connect with the team uh, in a way that they do. You make us feel a part of it despite the distance. Thanks from David Leakey 
who is in Leek, Staffordshire, Moorlands, England. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com and send me your pin across the world. That's dlock, L-O-C-K-E, 09 at gmail.com to uh, send me your pin. So let me ask you this. The Jazz, Rudy Gobert's bothered a little bit by the leg issue. George Hill's got his toe issue. Rodney Hood was out. Derek Favors was out. And the Jazz staff discussed the possibility of sitting everybody in Cleveland. If you go to 538, the Jazz had like a 30% chance to win that game before you calculate the injuries and everything else. And the Jazz need every win they can get. Had the Jazz thrown the Cleveland game, rested everybody, do they win the Chicago game? They didn't look good against Chicago. They don't match up well. Maybe it wouldn't have mattered. But would it? Would resting? Would the Jazz, if the Jazz could have gone three out of four on this road trip, it would have greatly changed the chances of them becoming the four seed in the Western Conference. It's really what they needed to do. They needed to go three out of four on this trip. Could, didn't do it. Now, if they go two out of two and they go win in Portland on the back end of a back-to-back coming up, George Hill has not been good on back ends of back-to-back since his toe injury, so that seems like a tough one. I don't know if he will even play, which we'll get into in a second. Um, the Would the Jazz have been better off? Right. So the fact is that the stu- there are medical studies that have shown that, to some extent, rest helps players perform that uh, and, and it's and it's but it's a real issue it's a real issue on two levels negatively one is what it does to a fan who comes to a game and two what it does culturally inside of an organization now we have not been a big resting team, and yet we have never we never have our team. What do we? Dan Clayton tweeted out we've had something like four games in the last two hundred and six. But in has the league culture infested our organization? Like, at what point is that a cultural problem beyond just having guys injured? That suddenly league wide, or maybe maybe specifically to us, guys are just taking just. Can, taking time before they get ready. That, that there's something that you've you got to be 100% to play, which no one ever is 100%. Joe Dumars used to say that he was he was 100% on the first day of training camp and never again. Right? Um, so, there's, so, there's one of, so there's two angles to the rest issue. Negatively. One is, let's discuss that. What does it do internally to the culture of a team? And who's deciding these things? Once it's become acceptable across the league, as it clearly is now, that you're being diligent, you're taking care of your body, like, do players decide this? Do teams decide? Like, Popovich, when it all started, clearly was deciding what was happening with the Spurs. Now who's deciding? Who's in control of this? Is it trainers? Is it players? Is it agents? 
Is it agents, a free agent, saying, whoa, 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 hey, in the final 25 this year, let's make sure you don't play unless you're totally perfect. Right? There's a lot of voices and a lot of angles that can start infesting this culture of rest in the NBA in a negative way. Could have a good thunder strike here. Just had a huge lightning come right across me. Uh, it's like right on top of downtown Indianapolis right now. Side note. So that's the first issue that I think when Popovich did this, it started in 2011, 12, I think, and then continued through until two th- and, and the big day was when Popovich did, I think it was in December of 2011, when he got fined a quarter of a million dollars. And I think David Stern was right. Like, <clears throat> it was December 1, 2012. And Stern was like, we better stop this right now. And he couldn't. And that's part two of the problem. Is Then you just say your player has the flu. Or you say the player, like what are they going to do? Have a doctor check every single player before they ever play a game to decide whether or not he's actually, oh, I'm sorry, our independent doctor says you're perfectly healthy. And then what do you do? Check him in for a minute and check him out? Like there's really... No way if a franchise, if a player, if a agent wants to hold his player out, that it can be stopped. That's the real underlying problem here. The second problem is that the medical studies have come out, at least a medical study, I, I don't know how good it is and I haven't read it myself, that showed that there is a higher rate of injury on back-to-backs, and it was kind of weird in that it actually said there's a higher rate of injuries on road back-to-backs. And Adam Silver is trying to claim right now, if you read what was a really good USA Today piece that kind of tracked the history of this issue, Adam Silver is trying to claim, you know, it's really a road back-to-back issue. And we're going to get rid of the back-to-backs, which is, by the way, going to leave all the players on the road longer and all the staff on the road longer next year. And so that, so hopefully, will cut it down. Silver says, we hope to cut down resting of players in marquee games. I do recognize, though, that there isn't an easy solution. Um, clearly, one of the ways we can work on is to add number of days to our schedule with additional rest. And that's what they're going to do. So they're going to add 7 to 10 days. There's going to be less back-to-backs. And in theory, there should be less of this resting of players. And that is if you believe that the issue is not games played, but that the issue is back-to-backs. Now, that might be true right now, but you're telling – I can promise you what's going to end up happening is coaches are going to look and say, wait a second, if I rest him today, he gets four days off. If I don't play today, he gets four days off? Oh, <clears throat> let's do that. So I don't know what what answer there is here. But I do know that when I get a text from a friend of mine, longtime friend, who lives in Montana, who scheduled their spring break in Los Angeles this week, So that their child, who's a huge NBA fan, lives in Montana, can't go to NBA games. 
could go see LeBron and then he doesn't play, it's a problem. It's a really big problem. Wanted to see Kyrie, LeBron, Kevin Love, and the Cavaliers, and they didn't play in L.A. after they chose their spring break. The year before, they chose their spring break to be in Utah to just see an NBA game. This is what they do. They go spring break, somewhere fun, Disneyland, skiing, Disneyland, and go see an NBA game for their son, who's a huge NBA fan who lives in Montana. And on this day, they go to L.A. to see LeBron and Kyrie in love, and they don't play. Well, Kyrie's got a little banged up shoulder, and Love's rehabbing back off the knee, and LeBron just sat. What do you do? It's terrible. It's truly awful. But what do you do? Like, you can tell Kyrie's got to play through this shoulder thing. I'm sure Kyrie could have played. But why? Love's rehabbing the knee, and so they decide to sit LeBron. They are going to be better off down the road, at least medically, that's what they believe, by doing this. Adam Silver, speaking out of both sides of his mouth, and I love Adam Silver, but he is, in this case, on one level is saying, hey, it's back-to-backs, not games played. And on the other level says, you know, I know it's painful for those fans on that day, but if it's reducing injury, then you're getting to see your stars more often. And isn't that worth it? Well, which is it, right? Well, is it just too many games and so if we sit and then they stay healthy or is it actually the back end of a back-to-back issue? It's not clear. Um, And frankly, I'm a little doubting on some of the medical science, but I'll just go with it that everybody seems to have accepted that medical science has said this. I'm not totally convinced that I have, have, you know, I haven't seen the science. I'm not totally convinced that that science is actually... Um, you know, I don't know how many studies have been done and what they all are or if it's just logic that we're, we're going on. So there's no good answer here. And frankly, I'm not even sure that I think there's even that good of reasoning to do it. And I think there's not even that good a logic that says it's going to stop when we stretch out the schedule. But that, impl- but, but under that level, it implies that every aspect of this is positive for the team. And the players, it's negative for the fans. But the last piece of this that I think I brought up earlier that I think is really, really important to continue to to think about is what does it do culturally inside these teams? When it becomes, I'd almost say right now, if you're injured, it's a taboo. But if you rest, it's like a badge of honor that you're taking care of yourself. And what does that do? For locker rooms, team chemistry, and all the voices that are impacting play. If you're the agent of a player, your job is solely to represent that player and get him the most amount of money. There's nothing about the integrity of the game that's your job. It should be, but it isn't. What do you tell your player? What do you tell your player? Do you tell your player to go play 15 minutes a night 
and just, hey, you know what, I know you're not healthy, but you're going to play 15 a night instead of 30, and you're going to help your team win, and that's going to look, and, and, and your team really needs that. And I know you used to average 18, and now you're going to only average 5. Don't worry about that. We'll get through that negotiation. No, you're not. Right? Like, are you going to tell your player... Hey, you know what? Yeah, just go play 10, 12 minutes a night. It'll really help the team because then they don't have to play one of their lesser guys. And I know that it will drop your points per game and your rebounds per game and your assists per game. And your shooting percentage will drop because you're probably not healthy. And you'll look, you'll look crappy and teams will have a 20-game sample of you not looking very good. But we'll be able to talk them out of that negotiations and make sure they understand that's not who you are, that you're not a bit player anymore. Come on now. Like, that's how an agent gets fired. And that's where I think as much as this is a problem for my friends from Montana and think that is awful, the cultural problem inside the locker room and the ability of the voices around the game, the agents predominantly, the players' advisors, the players themselves, to start self-appointing themselves unrest is where I think the league's got a truly, truly mammoth issue in the upcoming years. The league has conceded on one level that medical science is saying, hey, it's better off if you rest, and we're putting you in jeopardy on back end to back to backs. On the other level is trying to claim, well, it's not really 82 games. But then on the other level is trying to claim, you know, hey, if we rest and you're healthy longer, then isn't that good for the game? Which implies that there's some value to doing this. Which is now almost sending the tacit approval to players, agents, teams, maybe agents, players, teams in that order, to rest their players. And it is going to become an absolute part of the culture of this game, and I don't know how to get it out. And I think it's hugely, hugely a big issue. Uh, today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. If you are looking to go to an upcoming NBA game, a theater show, if you're on the road and want to go to a game, if you are going to go to an NCA Sweet 16 game, the answer is SeatGeek. It's an app on your phone, so go to the Play Store or your iTunes Store right now and download the SeatGeek app. Then, once you've downloaded the SeatGeek app, they compile all of the tickets available for that event from all the different places in one spot for you, so you don't have to search multiple places. Then they give every ticket a ticket score. I actually uh, looked at SeatGeek the other day to possibly go to the NCA tournament games here in Indianapolis. And they were a little more out of my price range than I wanted, but had I used the promo code LOCKED on my settings tab, I would get $20 back after my first purchase. So you can check it out. It gives you what the prices for each choices are. Then it gives you the ticket score on each event, and then it's completely secured. comes right to your phone, and uh, it's a great, easy, useful experience. So it's technology-making, ticket-buying to events much, much easier. SeatGeek, download the app today and use the promo code. Actually, don't. I would have used the promo code LOJAZZ for this. Not locked. LOJAZZ. Locked on NBA is locked. LOJAZZ. And you'll get $20 back on your first purchase. 
All right. Um, play Indiana tonight. They're 35-34. and 34. They have alternated wins and losses in their last 12 games. They're really, really good at home. They're 24-11 and 11 at home, and they're really, really bad at home on the road. They're 11-20 and 20 on the road. An absolutely average team. 18th offensively, 17th defensively. It's the homecoming for Trey Lyles, for George Hill, for Gordon Hayward. There's a lot of, lot of side stories going on. Uh, the one that will be interesting to me is this is a bad defensive rebounding team. We have not put a lot of focus on offensive rebounding this year. And with Derek out, we're not a great offensive rebounding team. But this is a bad defensive rebounding team. So will we be able to take advantage of that? Um, a little bit. They do not shoot a lot of threes. They're 26th in the league in percentage of shots that they shoot as threes. When they take them, they're actually pretty good at them uh, between C.J. Miles and uh, Glenn Robinson. Thaddeus Young is off. He's got a wrist injury. He's not shooting the ball nearly as well uh, as he once did. It is a team that does not lose very often if they're uh, playing from ahead. They're 30-6 and six. Uh, coming into the fourth quarter when they lead. They've only won five games, though, when they're playing from behind. It's kind of a team where it's either going their way or it's not. Uh, and if you can kind of knock them out of their game, they don't seem to have counter options and uh, be able to fight that very well. We need this win. Uh, I really believe if we are going to try to get the home court advantage without having to win in L.A., which I think is a tough task, uh, I thought we had to win in Chicago, in Indiana, and in Portland, and that might have been overly conservative. And frankly, we can't do that anymore. So now I think if you get two out of three and don't screw up somewhere else along the way, uh, you probably are all right if you can win in uh, in. Indiana tonight and in Portland uh, coming up. Remember, Wednesday is the home game reunited uh, game. That should be a great deal of fun, so make sure you get your tickets. That's brought to you by Zions Bank, and those tickets are available at utahjazz.com. Jazz and the Pacers tonight. Rod and I will be on the call. We look forward to bringing it to you. This is today's edition of Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.